That's rough. So, I think I'm gonna get a high noon. Here are you? Oh, oh shit! shit. Good thing I didn't open oh, my fuck. Door. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you're good. All good. Yeah, you're going to need it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of 4.30 in the morning. It's your boy, Ben. And Pat is back as well. 99. Episode number 99. Well, you got Aaron Donald, probably the best defensive lineman in the game. Yeah. I think Taven Bryan wore 99 for the Browns. He is not the best defensive end in the game. Uh, Brett Kiesel? Was it War 99, I'm pretty sure? He was pretty good. He's a nobody to me. He had a he had a strong beard, though. That's for sure. Fair enough. Yeah. I feel like 99 is a very popular number. Yeah. That was is. my that was my flag football number. Like was when it? We played. Yep. What was mine? I did not pay attention to <laughs> what you were doing out there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Shit, I think it... I was number two, I think. Two? I think so. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I think Paul Kruger wore 99 for the rounds at one time. Nice. Uh, interesting number. Anyways. Anyways. What do you got for news today, Pat? Oh, boy. I got three. I got three pretty good ones this week i think we'll probably have at least one of the same yeah i think so because there, there were a couple of good ones there were some pretty funny ones how many did you end up bringing i got three all right do you want to go ahead and get started sure first one is coming from our favorite upi i news flacco you got this one no or it could be flaco no it's flacco flacco <laughs> well there's not two c's like sure. like like joe flacco's last name has two c's okay this doesn't have two c's it just has one so probably flaco but there's flag flacco flacco would be there would be a there would be a k right yeah. but there would be two c's like joe flacco's name let's spell it f l a c o Probably Flacco. Flacco. That's what I thought. Sure. Flacco, the owl who escaped from Central Park Zoo, will be allowed his freedom. That's pretty cool. This is pretty funny, honestly. An owl who became a celebrity after he escaped from the Central Park Zoo in New York City and defied capture for weeks will be allowed to keep his freedom for now. Flacco, a Eurasian eagle owl, was sighted Thursday night as zoo staffers tried to lure him with bait and recordings of eagle owl calls. The Central Park Zoo said in a statement. <laughs> Though he showed some interest in the calls, the attempt was unsuccessful. As we noted previously, efforts at recovering the bird have proven more difficult since he has been very successful at hunting and consuming the abundant prey in the park, the statement reads. We are going to continue monitoring Flacco and his activities and to be prepared to resume recovery efforts if he shows any sign of difficulty or distress. We will issue additional updates if there is a change in the eagle owl's status or our plan changes. Flacco has been on the lam since he escaped February 2nd when his exhibit was vandalized sparking a manhunt that involved park rangers and even police officers. Several attempts have been made to capture the fugitive bird of prey. Bird watchers across the Big Apple have once tried to snag photos of the escaped owl, many of which have shared online as Flacco became a local celebrity. As an avid bird watcher, I wonder if it's not a great idea to introduce a huge non-native bird of prey to Central Park, an important stopover for many of our own native birds. Bird watcher Allison S. told the West Side Rag, a hyper local news website catering to the Upper West Side of Manhattan, he'll eat whatever he can, which could possibly include th threatened species of our own. Not to mention out competing or harassing. <laughs> The great horned owls, red-tailed hawks, or barred owls that visit us here. And that's the end. A lot going on with that article. I'm kind of surprised. There is. So we have an escaped owl. Yes. It's been on the run for a while now. Now, they, they said that they launched a manhunt. Wouldn't it be an owl hunt? Yes. You would think so. Yes. So it's been out there for a while now, and 
there's there's concerns. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that could like I don't really know what's going on in New York, but it could fuck up the ecosystem in a way. Well, there's not a whole lot of much of an ecosystem outside of Central Park that I'm aware of. Right. Maybe what they have there is perfect enough where there's a decent amount of different creatures roaming around there. Sure. But that owl might take them all out. I don't fucking know. We don't know. Now, have you ever seen an owl in the wild? Yes. I don't think I have. I don't think I've ever seen one. I've seen one one time at the Metro Park here. Sure. And uh, there were about 10 people crowded around the tree pointing up. I was like, what the hell are they pointing at? And there was a fucking owl. No, I forget that they're out there. Like, I literally, like, I could sit there and you could say, Pat, name 100 birds. I'd name 100 birds, I'd forget that owls ever existed. Seriously. <laughs> like, um, honestly, like, they're hard to see, you know, depending sure. what color they are. A lot of them blend in very well. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it was kind of hard to see the owl when they were all pointing up at it. I remember sure. that. So, But these are birds of prey, though, right? Yeah. So this thing, this Eurasian, whatever the hell it is, I guess the bird washer kind of has a point. Like, right, yeah. It yep. could... Now, one owl is one thing. I don't think one owl is going to disrupt the entire ecosystem. Probably not. A family definitely could. Right. But I guess we'll see, I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll have to follow up with that one. Yeah. Uh, I thought I saw something different on the UPI news about an owl that's hunting its own prey. So maybe this is the same owl. I don't know. I didn't bring that <laughs> one to the story or to the to the episode. So What do you got? I got one. This one's going to come from portageonline.com. Okay. Which is a website we have not used before. This is a pretty funny news story. RCMP officer resigns after attempting to hunt the caribou illegally while on duty. Now, this headline is weird because it says hunt the caribou. I think the it just sort of said hunt caribou. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's how it reads. An on-duty Royal Canadian Mounted Police Officer, which is what RCMP stands for, mm-hmm. was driving in a fully marked police vehicle in March of 2022 when, while returning to Boonie Bonaby Cree Nation, on his way, the officer encountered a caribou and attempted to hunt the caribou illegally. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Reports state that the constant used his patrol-issued carbine rifle from his police vehicle and discharged two rounds at the caribou. However, the discharge round struck the police vehicle. Oh, my God. <laughs> the caribou was uninjured. Upon return to the detachment, the officer made his supervisor aware... <laughs> and an investigation was launched immediately. The Independent Investigation Unit of Manitoba was made aware and assumed a monitoring role. Conservation officers with the Manitoba Department of Natural Resources and the Northern Development also monitored and assisted with the investigation. In June of 2022, Carl Tabaret Chevrolet resigned and was discharged <laughs> from the RCMP. Carl Tabaret Chevrolet 34 was officially charged on Thursday, February 9th with the use of a prohibited firearm in a careless manner and hunting without a license. So this asshole... What an idiot. ...was working on duty as a Mountie, decided to pull over because I gotta go bag me a caribou. Now, what was he gonna do with this this animal? Yeah, what was he gonna do? Put it in the back of the... the Throw it on top of the car? car? I mean, seriously. Take it back to the station? Now, that's problem number one. Number two, he whips out the carbine and shoots the car twice in a (laughs) Now, I understand if you don't, this guy probably has never used the carbine, honestly, or it's been a while. Why did this guy do this? Or like, do you not see caribou a lot in those areas? And it's like, oh my God, I finally can get one. And he like just took his opportunity to get one. I feel like this is just terrible impulse control. Like seriously. This is really bad impulse control. (laughs) You're literally on duty. Like, did I wonder if any of this is on like the dash cam. This would be so funny to (laughs) watch. 
<laughs> now I wonder he he shot two rounds. So the the first one hit the car. It was oh shit! I gotta rewind my sights. And then he hit the car again. Or was it two quick rounds? I can't even begin to. What what I don't understand is so he's so he sees the caribou. He pulls over. Where is the caribou? Lo- so is the caribou located behind him or is it in front of him? It could have been anywhere, but wherever the hell it was, it wasn't close enough to get startled by the squad car coming down the road. I'm just trying to understand how in the hell he hit the the police car. I feel like he probably mounted the rifle on the police car and just didn't aim up his sights properly. Uh, That's my best guess. But the other issue with this one, too, is this incident happened in March of last year. <laughs> it took him to last Thursday to actually resign after this entire case. So Lord he was almighty. sitting in limbo for 11 months as the asshole that tried to shoot <laughs> the caribou on duty and shot his squad car instead. What a what a moron. No wonder Canada's disarming everybody. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> with assholes like this running around, they're not helping the cause. I guess. That's ridiculous. Anyways, that's all I got with that one. That's a good one. That was one of our best ones. Portageonline.com if you guys want to check that one out. Definitely. This one's another one from our favorite UPI on news. I bet you I got this one. Plane spends 16 <laughs> hours in the air, ends up back at the same New Zealand airport. Yep. <laughs> This, dude, (laughs) this is absolutely insane. Passengers on a flight from New Zealand to New York spent 16 hours in the air just to end up at the same airport where their journey began. The Air New Zealand nonstop flight from Auckland to New York had been in the air for about 8 hours Thursday. It was about 2,000 miles from California when the airline received word that electrical fire at New York's John F. Kennedy International Airport had led to Terminal 1 being closed. The airline said that the decision was made for the plane to turn around and return to Auckland, where it landed about 16 hours after departing. Diverting to another U.S. port would have meant the aircraft would remain on the ground for several days, impacting a number of other scheduled services and customers, an airline spokeswoman told the New Zealand Herald. Terminal 1 remained closed Friday, while crews repaired the issues caused by the electrical fire. The airline apologized to passengers and said those aboard the flight would be booked on the next available flights to New York. Dude, I would be so pissed. I would be so livid. (laughs) Could you fucking imagine this one dude i like flying is exciting but once you're like when you're in the middle of it it blows sure like flying sucks like sure I, it's 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 hard it's hard to say it, it, it sucks but it doesn't suck like it's a cool experience but it but it's, it's it's uncomfortable most of the time at least for me it is and i always told Paige this i was like if we ever go to europe we need to save up a lot because there's no way i'm flying that far that long without being in first class i will not take coach sure like because because eight hours, sixteen hours in a plane. You're up there for sixteen hours. Unbelievable. And you ended up no exactly way. where you started. The three hours and forty five minute ride to Mexico was fine for me. That I was ready to get the hell off at that point. Sure. I was ready. That just this one's unreal to me. So not only did these people spend sixteen hours up in the air, only to end up exactly <laughs> where they started. The problem-solving mechanisms in place. Now, this wasn't a plane issue. This wasn't an issue with a plane. Right. It was this runway that we're going to can't take us by the time we land. Now, eight hours. I'm assuming if you're going to fly for 16 hours, you make the decision after eight hours. You're eight hours away. You've got eight hours to figure this out. And you've got the entire continental U.S. pretty much to solve this problem. Now, they're saying that the decision was made because they didn't want to disrupt schedules. Are you telling me that every single airport in the U.S. is so fucking busy that <laughs> there's, no other, there's no other option than to turn back around and go back where you started? <laughs> That's absolutely insane. Like, I can name, like, I can guarantee you the Toledo Express Airport could have taken this plane <laughs> down, landed them, 
right. them chill for a few hours and get them back up in the air because there's not a whole lot going on there, but they got a super long runway. Right. That's hilarious. I just, I don't, I don't understand the decision making. Could you imagine being on this plane? You're gearing up to go to New York. You're already prepared to invest 16 hours in the air, which a lot of people probably don't want to do. This is a nonstop flight. How many nonstop flights are this long in the world these days? 16 hours from New Zealand to New York? That's long, man. Unreal. I just, I don't even know. And then to end up back where you started. Like, I could see going to like, okay, we rerouted you to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. <laughs> but at least you're making some progress Yeah, at least you're way. somewhere else. <laughs> Instead, you're right back. I feel like if that were me, it would be like, okay, kids, sorry, vacation's canceled. Yeah, I wouldn't even go. Exactly. I'd be so pissed. Yeah. That's so, ridiculous. I, I just, I don't know. That would fuck so much up. 16 hours. Like, just think if you had to be there for a wedding. <laughs> like, think, think, of, like you, think if you were in the wedding and you had to be there. If we were there for something important, like anything important. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Feel bad for those people. Anyways, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. If if any of you were on that plane, tweet us at 30 in the let us know how the experience was. Yes, and please comment on your Facebook page if you were on this plane. Or if you've ever had an incident similar to this happen. Or if you were an executive involved in this decision making, we want to hear the thought process. We want you guys to justify it. Definitely. Because I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm critical of this decision making process. I am, yeah, I feel definitely. Like there, are prob- there are probably plenty of options to be explored here right so anyways uh what else you got any more news insane um yes i have one more Perfect. I did all three UPI today. Demolition crew finds 116-year-old time capsule at the University of Illinois. Okay, there you go. The demolition of a building at the University of Illinois Urbana campaign campus yielded an unexpected discovery, a 116-year-old time capsule. School officials said workers carrying out the demolition of Illini Hall, a project that began in early February, were clearing the building's cornerstone when they found a time capsule from 1907. Officials said they had no record of a time capsule being concealed in the building, which was originally constructed for the local YMCA. The school said that the time capsule will be turned over to the university YMCA. The capsule will be opened as part of the group's 150th celebration in the autumn. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It is one of the ways we can help preserve history. The building is no longer here. We've documented the building historically. This is a part of that building. The Y can keep as far as their heritage. Dennis Craig, the school's historic preservation officer, told WC IATV. The why, while they're not a part of the university directly, they've been an influence on this campus all these years too. So that's all of it. Not a very... I didn't read the news story, so we don't know what the fuck's in it. No, we don't. I but it's, it's kind of cool out. though. Yeah. We can uh, we can follow up with that one. Maybe we could it. set up during this live presentation and broadcast. Yeah, I'm down. Live. Live. This time capsule. The 4.30 in the morning's first live broadcast. Exactly. Now I've been down there before. University Illinois. I have never been there. It's uh, a little bit different. Sure. It's like, it's one of those places where it's like the entire area kind of is, surrounds the campus. So it's like everything in that area is like dominated by the campus, basically. Yep. A lot of agriculture programs out there. There's a lot going on there. That's cool. Pretty big school. Big Ten school. Yep. But, um, a lot of old buildings too. Like, it, it just, it, it's kind of weird. There's a lot going on down there. So. That's sweet. Anyways, I'm interested to see what this time capsule is going to hold. If you were to make a time capsule today, what would you put in there? Shoot. Um... I don't know. Um, that's tough. I'd have to take a while and think about probably that. Probably a couple nooners. Yeah, probably some nooners. Uh, uh, I mean, it depends. Like, is this a serious one or is this like a fuck around one? Probably a combination of the two. Combination of the two? Uh, 
Oh man, yeah, probably some nooners. Um, maybe maybe like a, like a flash drive with the show on it. Yes, um, probably chicken wings. Sure. Now the chicken wings probably won't last too long. No, but they will be able to see what we have been eating. Sure. Um, probably the Constitution. A copy, Constitution, a copy of it. Declaration definitely. of Independence. The Bible. Yeah. Those important ones. Um, a Kobe jersey. Um, kind of like those are like the four like fundamentals. You know, the Constitution, the Declaration, the Bible, and a Kobe jersey. Right. And then a nooner. Then a nooner. Uh, chicken wings. I don't see what else you really need. A brush. You never know when the hell you're going to need a brush. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I could I could go on, you know. Sure. There, but, you know, those are probably the main essential items. This, definitely. Now, we'll give our listeners a chance. Maybe they can tweet us out there. Tweet us at 30 in the, if you were to put together a time capsule for 2023, what would you put in there? Comment on our Facebook page. Definitely. So that's an interesting, interesting idea. Anyways, I got one more. This one's going to lead right into our main topic, I believe. Let's do it. And this one comes from aviationweek.com. Hobby clubs miss. Missing balloon feared shot down by U.S. Air Force. A small globe-trotting balloon declared missing in action by an Illinois-based hobbyist club on February 15th has emerged as a candidate to explain one of the three mystery objects shot down by four heat-seeking missiles launched by the U.S. Air Force fighters <laughs> since February 10th. The club, the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, or NIBBB, is not pointing fingers yet, but the circumstantial evidence is at least intriguing. The club's silver-coated party-style Pico Balloon has reported its last position on February 10th at 38,910 feet off the west coast of Alaska, and a popular forecasting tool, the HYSPLIT model provided by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, projected the cylindrically shaped object would be floating high over the central part of the Yukon Territory on February 11th. That same day, a Lockheed Martin F-22 who shot down an unidentified object of similar description and altitude in the same general area. Yeah, this is definitely about our main topic. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are some suspicions among other prominent members of the small Pico ballooning enthusiasts community, which combine ham radio and high-altitude ballooning into a single, relatively affordable hobby. I tried contacting our military and the FBI and just got the runaround to try to enlighten them on what a lot of these things probably are. And they're going to look not too intelligent to be shooting them down, said Ron Meadows, founder of the Scientific Balloon Solutions, a Silicon Valley company that makes purpose-built Pico balloons for hobbyists, educators, and scientists. The description of all three unidentified objects shot down February 10th to 12th match the shapes, altitudes, and payload of those small Pico balloons, which can be purchased for between $12 and $180 each, depending on the type. <laughs> yeah, I literally have these <laughs> I literally have these written down for our main topic. Alright, so I guess we can translate right into the main topic, because we don't need to pull out more with this news story because it's going to lead us right in. What's the main topic, man? We're going to be talking about the recent UFO shoot-downs and certain train derailments and the Chinese spy balloon and yeah. everything that's been going on. Everything that's been going on the last two, three weeks. So if there's ever been a current event episode of the show, this is it. This is it. Um, <laughs> a lot going on. There's been a lot of calls from listeners and prospective listeners because I don't tell everybody about the podcast, but there's lots of people that know that I have a podcast that are like, Pat, you got to talk about this on your podcast, even that, though they don't right. even know what the podcast is. Right. <laughs> so I guess this is by popular demand, if you will. Right. So within the last two weeks now, basically... February has been a crazy month. Yes. We have had four unidentified, well, one identified and three 
unidentified objects shot down over the U.S. The first one was a Chinese spy balloon that was shot down on February 4th off the coast of South Carolina. Second object shot down the week after in Alaska, the Yukon, and in Lake Huron, Michigan. Yep. And other radar anomalies found in Montana, among other places. So... Real quick, the one that was shot over Alaska. What did what did they think that was? Or that is that the one that hasn't been? The origins are, are unknown. They are all unknown. They haven't found any wreckage for anything outside of the Chinese spy balloon. Gotcha. So that's part of the problem. The U.S. government has not claimed any wreckage yet. This is absolutely ridiculous. So the question is, well, what the hell is going on? See, what I don't understand about this fucking Chinese balloon. All right, it was spotted in Montana, February first. Sure. We do absolutely nothing about it. It goes all the way across to the East Coast to Myrtle Beach before we finally do something about it. Exactly. Now, did you look up what this spy balloon was capable of doing? There's a lot going on. It was a huge balloon. Yeah, it was huge. And it was capable. So this thing was shot at 60,000 feet. I don't really know how high it got at its traveling. Sure. But we can assume that it was 60,000 feet. Probably. Because it was at 60,000 feet. So that thing was capable of... It carried sensors capable of hearing shit from the ground, like conversations, which is absolutely insane. That is such a huge yes. threat to the United States. Yeah, like, this is a problem. Definitely, <laughs> they could have been listening in on the show. Easily could. They could have been publishing these episodes before we publish these episodes. Literally. So there's a lot of concern going on with that. Number one. Now I don't think well, this is anything new. I'm pretty sure that they've been flying around forever or for a while now. These these spy balloons. Sure. But to have one so prominently known about out, and the U.S. just being like, eh, wait till it gets off the coast of South Carolina before we're going to shoot it down. That's a problem. It's, abs- it's, it's, uh, I don't even know. So then the question is, where the hell do all these other objects come from? Because you would say that you would think the easiest thing for the government to go out there and say for the four or the three preceding objects that they shot down is it's all the same thing. Right. It's if there's one, there's more, which who knows. But they are refusing to identify any of these objects. All that we know is that what the pilots are saying, the people that witnessed what the hell was going on are saying, didn't look like a balloon this time around. I mean, what we do know is that these had to be slow moving because yes. the, the reason that they weren't detected is because NORAD basically didn't, Nor, NORAD monitors our airspace basically. Sure. And their priority is like high speed, high altitude, like ballistic missiles and aircraft and stuff like that. So like they were saying that stuff at like 20, 30, 40,000 feet that's moving really slow probably isn't going to get detected. Yeah, and that makes sense. What I also didn't realize was that NORAD is a joint U.S. and Canadian operation. Did you know that? Mm, It's based based out of Colorado Springs, and there's always a U.S. general or admiral in charge of NORAD, but the deputy is always a Canadian officer. Sure. So it's a joint, it's a North American, NORAD stands for the North American Aerospace Defense Command, which doesn't translate to NORAD. I don't know how the hell they got that abbreviation, (laughs) but... Yeah, I didn't realize that it's a joint U.S. and Canadian military venture. Right. Which I guess is kind of interesting. I didn't know that either. And that kind of, I guess it kind of makes sense. Maybe it's, maybe that area is just the best location for that type of base. And they sure. just use that spot. Yeah. But it's out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. Right. Because NORAD has been in the public eye since the 1980s with the movie War Games, where Ferris Bueller infiltrates the NORAD, basically. <laughs> but well, that's where the U.S. Air Force Academy is, too, isn't it? Colorado Springs? I thought it was, maybe it is. It's like maybe it's like I thought it 
was like Aurora, Colorado. I don't know. I don't know. Somewhere out there. Somewhere out there. Anyways. Anyways. So these objects are getting shot down. And it's very, very expensive. $400,000 a missile or is it $400 million? I don't know. It's, it's 400000 a pop. And the F-22 sells stealth. They're using stealth fighters for this shit. They're $150 million a piece. Could you imagine if they shot a $400,000 missile at a $12 hobby, <laughs> hobby balloon? <laughs> So funny. Well, what's funny is the speculation that is getting thrown around is all over the place. Like, the White House at one point told state governors that thousands of objects in the skies are not aliens, but they could be used carlot balloons. Like, that was a possible explanation that the White House floated around out there. Dude, the White House is absolutely insane today. Like, they, I can't I can't even begin. It's a joke. Like, nobody can take this institution seriously anymore. I mean, they literally let this spy balloon after the public knew about it, right? Yeah. It's one thing if the public doesn't know about it. It and they happen all the time, and you just let it go. Whatever. I don't think that's a good decision, but um, the public knew about it. It was spotted, and they literally did nothing about it until it hit the East Coast. It, it doesn't make any sense. But again, if these were balloons, they would have said it's balloons. Dude, like, is all this planned by the Chinese? Are these all diversionary tactics? Are they going to, like, plan a full-scale invasion at this point? I would say more so these are diversionary tactics used by the United States. Sure. The Chinese spy balloon getting picked up was a convenient thing to run with. Sure. Let it run wild with us. Let's say it's benign for a while. Run wild with it. Yeah. Let's say, it, it and it did. Like, it was everything everybody, everybody was talking about was a fucking Chinese spy balloon for three days yep why not run with it that way you, you have something to direct reporter attention to shoot yep. down a few more along the way conveniently when a train derails in yeah. eastern ohio spilling toxic chemicals beyond belief creating a radiation zone or whatever the fuck it is i don't know it's a contamination zone it's a it's really bad it's a bad situation and it yeah it's crazy so like the, the fact that the train derailment happened isn't crazy because they they happen all the time. Sure, you know, but we've had we've had like four reported since this incident in East Palestine, Ohio. Right, there's roughly about seventeen hundred a year in the United States reported. That's Train. a large number. It is. That's a scary number. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's just what's fishy about this one is this happened on February third, East Palestine, Ohio. Sure, and this feels like they're just trying to cover some something up. A hundred percent because uh, thirty eight carriages crashed. Ten contained the hazardous material. And they're claiming that it crashed because of a broken axle. Sure. What's absolutely insane is that the EPA in the Ohio Department of Natural Resources freaking lied to every one of those people because about half the town, it's about 4,800 ref, re, residents, about half the town was immediately evacuated. <laughs> you almost call okay. them refugees. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm sorry, <laughs> residents. It's about 4,800 residents, and about half of them was ordered to evacuate immediately. Sure. And then, like, how many days later they were said that they can come back and everything was fine the drinking water was fine yeah. they, they tested everything and there wasn't enough contamination to get anyone sick but the residents are not saying this the residents are coming down with nose runs coughs sore throats headaches sure dogs are dying chickens are dying fishes are over 3500 fish have popped up in the creeks and shit like that yeah like it's a problem like it's a it's a big problem definitely and nothing is being done about it like there's there's hardly getting any uh hardly getting 
getting any media coverage. And what I don't understand is like, so I'm, I'm going to read you a little piece from the independent.co.uk. This is from the article about this. As part of a cleanup operation, five of the tankers containing vinyl chloride, a compound used to make plastic pipes, wires, cable coating, car parts, and packaging, but which can cause cancer, had to be intentionally breached by emergency crews who diverted the substance into an excavated trench and carried out a controlled burn to prevent an explosion, sending uh, black clouds billowing into the atmosphere. The evacuated residents have since been allowed to return home after the the Environmental Protection Agency and the Ohio Department of Natural Resources monitoring air and water containment since the accident reported that the detective levels were not significant enough to cause lasting health impacts. So, they literally thought a controlled burn was a good idea for this. It doesn't seem like it would be a good idea. No, so I'm wondering, is like, is this was something like this planned? Like, was this meant to happen? Or, or is this just some asshole that didn't know what in the hell he was doing and decided that a controlled burn was the way to solve this problem? Like, I'm trying to figure that out. And, it, then, and now they're trying to cover it up it seems it seems like it's scripted it really does it, it does it seems like it's scripted and that's the problem with any of this is when you read some of these conspiracy theory books and there's a lot of people that will bury their heads in the ground and say none of this shit happens the government has no fucking clue what they're doing mm-hmm. we are dealing with c students that barely pass college getting promoted by kiss assing their way through or ass kissing whatever the fuck it is their way through whatever sucking these positions they do not know what they're doing 95 percent the government officials are worthless. They're they all have no dumb. idea what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> No idea. So we're in a situation where, okay, well, the EPA says it's so. EPA is made up of morons. Just a bunch of fucking bureaucrats. Then. Exactly. People that don't know what to do, but still have a stake in the game, which is a problem. Yep. So there is no there's no advantage for these people to do the right thing. There really isn't. Right. Especially if the right thing is evacuate 300 mile radius of this entire thing or whatever the fuck it is. Nobody. This is, this is going to impact all of Ohio. Nobody is going to make that call. Nobody. Right. Exactly. You could have the most stoic bureaucrat ever they're not going to make that call there's no way mike dewine is going to sit there and let anything like that happen right the only way you're going to get that is if somebody drops a nuclear fucking bomb on the <laughs> state seriously right but that's what we're dealing with so it doesn't matter i mean this could be nuclear radiation and somebody would be out there it would be downplay this as much as possible that's the game right plan. it's just because it's so wild because what does it say to our entire infrastructure system if this is allowed to happen <laughs> and it creates panic yep. then all of a sudden guess what no materials moving through a train ever again trains are yeah, done that's right but then every other method of transportation is going to be subject to intense scrutiny me too because if it happened on a train what keeps it from happening on a boat or a semi-trailer or a plane i mean all things considered trains are the safest way of transporting material yeah than, which, uh, more than anything really yeah probably other than planes sure so there is no advantage like there's no advantage to telling the truth here right the yeah. government does not have our best interests. the media sure as shit doesn't uh it's just terrible it's just how much can you handle it really is it's really is all it boils down to i just want to know like like i'm not i'm i'm, I'm not a fucking chemist i'm not a fucking scientist scientists like i don't know i just don't understand why they would do a controlled burn in this situation like i really don't who knows i mean the people that made the call probably don't know why (laughs) seriously (laughs) like it just sounds like a bad idea but it's also so easy to say oh that could explode oh shit well it could explode we need to react let's do a controlled burn yeah (laughs) that's probably how light it on fire that's probably about that that's probably how the decision making happened honestly yeah it's ridiculous but we're not talking about this because we're worried about shooting down (laughs) exactly northern illinois science clubs <laughs> balloon <laughs> with ballistic missiles unbelievable so this is what we're dealing with now i will say that back to the ufo aspect
contact. I don't think it's aliens. I don't think it's aliens. Because it's, in, it's inconsistent with what the other reports that we've had. Right. Because the military reports about unidentified flying objects are very consistent. They wouldn't have been able to shoot them down. They would not. There's no way. <laughs> With what's, no actually, what's actually going out there. So now what I wonder I wonder is, what do our alien overlords actually think is going on with our planet right now? <laughs> probably think, what in the shit are they up to down probably there? I think we're going crazy over nonsense. Because there's no way we're shooting down the alpha draconians. There's no way we're doing that. You know, you, you know why they're probably not invading us? They're probably like, these people are going to destroy themselves in like 100 years. Probably. There's no reason to evade these people right now. We'll just take what they got when they're done. Exactly. <laughs> So, and the timing couldn't have been better for these UFOs to pop up with this train derailment. If right. this happened in New York City, it would have been nonstop news. There's a lot of train derailments going on. Just, just yeah. like regarding hazardous materials. Well, we had two in the state of Ohio, one near Detroit. And there was one in Texas. Sure. And I think there were a couple more uh, out west. I think there might have been one in California. Um, but I, I know for a fact the one in Detroit did contain hazardous material, but nothing leaked, which is well, that's good. good. So, but it's that might just be a coincidence. But I don't know. But it sucks what happened to East Palestine. I feel bad for those people. There's nothing like I know you can't cause mass panic. I understand that. But to completely tell these people that this is this, this place is safe, it's it's one thing. It's one thing to say to to not say. Everyone's fucked in Ohio. Sure. But just to say, hey, this area is contaminated. People need to be out for a while. Yeah. I feel like that at least needs to be said for that particular area because it's a small town. Like, there's probably certain things that they can do to to minimize the impact of what happened there. Sure. But to just completely say it's fine, that's that's wrong. That's just wrong. But that's the playbook. That's always been the playbook. You can, co- you can point to a hundred different incidents over the last hundred years where they've done shit like this. It's crazy. And we talked about it before. Like, even our right. yeah. white collar crime episode. We talked about shit like that. So yep. it's it's fucked up. But, but like, the one thing like like to the public, that would be understanding in my opinion. Oh yeah. You know, they're gonna evacuate that area. They're gonna you know, that area is contaminated, that's where it happened. It's not gonna affect everyone. Sure. You know what I'm saying? That would like that would be understanding. Then we probably wouldn't be having this suspicion if they did that. Probably not. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it has kind of led credence to a lot of conspiracy theories. Yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm never gonna sit there and say the government knows what they're doing because they don't. They never do. The media is in bed with the government, so the media can't be trusted either. It just exactly common sense. When you look at how things operate, there is no incentive. Yep. There's no incentive. If you think there is incentive, you are a pawn. Yep. You're nothing more than an inconsequential pawn of the process. But when you look at the, there are a lot of crazy conspiracy theories being spotted out, like the one with the map of the rivers and all these riverways are contaminated now. Yeah. Which makes sense on paper, but the rivers throw a full the other way. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, I'm not saying that there couldn't be contamination, and there probably is some, but the river's full the other way, so it's not like... They're, they're saying yeah. the Ohio River's contaminated, and they're saying Lake Erie's contaminated. So, I haven't heard Lake Erie, because water flows into Lake Erie from places that aren't where the spill originates. Exactly. That's the difference. Which, which is why I was just kind of like... I saw some videos posted online. They were like, oh, look at the water. It was, yeah. probably, it was probably just hot water molecules, honestly, sure. yeah. <laughs> what they were looking at. But the airborne is something different, because the airborne spreads there are there there can be some predictable trends with airborne whatever right. but it's not it's not to the extent that so there, there's a lot going on but then again too us idiots have no idea what the hell we're talking about i could have just said complete nonsense yeah yeah you know we're but nobody knows for the but nobody really knows for the better we haven't said this in a while we want to reiterate we are not experts we have not said this probably since like episode 15 or so we are not experts in this at all yes pat, pat is somewhat of an expert on some things because he went to college and stuff 
stuff. So And Tim's an expert on a few things. Yeah, but, Tim's pretty smart. But overall, no, we are not experts. We don't really know what we're talking about. We're just asking questions that we think the average person who might not be an expert but has an intellect should be asking. Definitely. And the thing that I will always say is just because you're said something by an entity and authority doesn't mean it's real. 100%. So. And you should listen to 4.30 in the morning to get the real scoop. Yes, definitely. And to create the real scoop, you should be tweeting us at 30 in the... Definitely. <laughs> Have we had a tweet? I don't think we've had a tweet in like two years. Uh, yeah, I don't think we've had a tweet in a while. I gotta check it out and see. Maybe we've had tweets that we've just missed. Who knows? True. Anyways, I had a, a quote real quick that I found. Sure. This is from Senator John Kennedy, and I can't read it. Give me a second. I printed off all... I thought all these photos were going to be helpful. They did not print off well on my black and white printer. I found a really cool map similar to that on time.com, timemagazine.com. Sure, sure. Yeah, we'll have to post that on the Facebook page. Definitely. Senator John Kennedy on the UFO objects. If you are confused, you understand the situation perfectly. Hmm. Well, that's kind of creepy. Interesting. Kind of ominous. Yeah, definitely. He's saying some, trying. But yeah, so when it comes to all this shit, all the pundits are coming out and making their comments. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson on CNN. I can't I watch. I, I'm sorry. I he, he has turned into like the angry nerd on the college campus dude the way people are just destroying him online is absolutely fantastic he has gone from the the, the semi-respected academic to the whiny nerdy hipster nerd type dude he said the stupidest shit online the other day i don't know if it was twitter or i think i saw it on instagram i don't know it's a fucking picture of the conversation but he was literally like it was a longer quote but he literally he was literally saying that science is truth and this like podcaster dude just completely blew him out of the water with an argument and it was just absolutely fantastic because Neil deGrasse Tyson claim just acts like he is the dude that knows everything and if you say anything against what he says he's he's the expert you're the moron I'm the astrophysicist like he's just he's has that attitude yeah I can't stand the dude well Bill Maher blew him up about three weeks ago yeah which is yeah it, that was fantastic it's ridiculous that Bill Maher of all <laughs> fuck shows is becoming a voice of reason he has against been though. chaos he literally has been and it's like i never for a second three years ago i never would have thought that yeah. bill maher would be the one bill maher and <laughs> russell brand from the yes. the actor yep who would have thought that these fucking weirdos would, would, be, would be the only people standing up and actually making ha- having a little bit of logic just making sense out of the chaos a little bit i'm surprised they're not canceled yet well they, oh. i think they are i haven't seen russell brand in forever so R- russell got, brand has like his own thing i think he got canceled though i don't know but bill maher's not canceled. well bill Mars been canceled by everybody. I canceled him on our podcast like two years ago. So. <laughs> Anyways, I just, I don't know. Crazy world out there. Definitely. So what else you got with this topic? Any concerns? Not really. I mean, that, that's basically, it's either us or we're going to be in a Red Dawn situation soon. We could be. I was just thinking about that movie. I got to go home and watch it. It's a good movie. Definitely. They, they made, they made, they did like a remake. Which honestly wasn't terrible. It was with that one dude. Uh, uh, Thor. Hemsworth? Yeah. Or was it Channing Tatum in that movie? I wouldn't watch it if it was Channing Tatum. I think it was with Thor. Was it with Thor? You're probably right. I think so. You're better at remembering remembering that movie shit. But uh, one thing we should bring up before we get out of here is Jeremy Corbell has been out on the pundit street talking about this shit. I'm sure he has. And his whole angle is more so that this is a distraction from the other shit that he has revealed. (laughs) (laughs) In as many words, and I'm not going to say it exactly, but... (laughs) 
you know, he just launched his podcast with George Knapp, his mentor in journalism, about four or five weeks ago. Right. They got three or four episodes up by now. And they've been, again, they've been declassifying some pretty good shit. Right. Now, these are not these spy balloon things. These are actual high maneuverability, supersonic objects that are being captured by Navy pilots that they're declassifying. Sure. But he's out there basically, for lack of a better word, and he isn't saying this, but his what he's saying is implying. Subliminally. Subliminally saying that they're out there to distract from the real shit that <laughs> people like him are revealing. Which, I mean, on the surface, it's easy to laugh at, but who knows? That could be, that could I mean, be part of it. It could be uh, a collective of everything that's coming out That's yeah. that he has contributed to. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So now I'm wondering, is there going to be more disclosure coming out in the future? Because now we've already, we've created the straw man, if you will, of they're not UFOs. I mean, but can we even there's, there's can we can we even trust one of those? Can we even trust them? That that's the issue. That could be a distraction. But when it comes to soft disclosure, you create the Chinese balloon thing, and you say, "Well, these aren't Chinese balloons." <laughs> a lot of people are going to say, "Well, yeah, they are." You guys already said that they are, <laughs> and just forget about it. Just write it off. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a it's a weird situation. So, and it, I just. I've never had less trust in the government and the media than I do today. Like I've never, I never sat there. I literally don't. I don't. I don't trust a thing. I don't even watch TV anymore. You can't like anything to do with anything. Like celebrity shows, freaking news on any station. It doesn't matter. Like like I just don't trust any of it. It's worthless. Literally, like, I listen to a podcast more than I do anything else <laughs> these days. Literally, because the only place you're getting some semblance of a decent conversation. You know, I have a handful of independent podcast i listen to sure and that's that's where i get my news sure and it's plenty enough for me but it's like even like the the trusted news sources say you have some i can't trust those anymore right like i literally watch a video and then i go find the most opposite rival seeing what they're having to say this is because the truth is going to be a combination of it yep. or if they're both talking about it then maybe there's something to it <laughs> you know what i mean yep like even the ones that i trust i can't trust anymore so it's crazy we really have built ourselves quite the operation but the other issue too is that the vast majority people don't don't give a shit it's all about what's new on xbox live what's new on netflix yep roblox i guess i don't know what the roblox is i don't know is hudson playing roblox yet i don't know priorities need to change in this country that's for sure they're never gonna change or else we're gonna get destroyed (laughs) it's already happening it really is i mean you see what you see what now don't get me wrong i'm not a fan of the chinese government but But you see what they're doing with those kids over there, dude? Like, it's crazy. Like, they are training every one of these damn kids for war. Pretty much. And they they monitor their social media. So, like, you know how you flick through Facebook or TikTok or anything? I don't have TikTok, but... Um, I don't have TikTok either. But all the shit that those kids in China are seeing is, like, stuff about science and math and education, know, pursuing career and shit like that. Like, none of the ridiculous dancing and twerking and all the bullshit that we and see. that's all that it is. And it's, it's all like, that it is. It's so ridiculous. And you can waste a half hour just, just yeah. on Facebook Reels. Just voop, voop. Yep. And it's worthless. It's worthless. You're literally yeah. wasting every every second of that is wasted. Now, people are saying that, oh, TikTok and all that shit is not a Chinese. They're trying to say, oh, it's just a, it's just social media. No. It is 100% a Chinese intellectual weapon against 100%. us. 100%. 100%. We've, we've talked about this for two years now, and it's ringing true still today. The fact that they're using it differently is the fact that it's a weapon. It 100% is. <laughs> 100%. Like, I mean, again, I'm not a big fan of Putin, but I think he banned TikTok from his country. No one in Russia can have it. If I were in charge, I would have banned it immediately. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. 
it's a problem. So yeah, there's a lot going on. We're fucked. We are. Hopefully, hopefully I'm dead before it all comes crashing down. Well, I'll, I'll be dead for sure. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna last too much longer as it is. But Shit. but on a serious note, though, it's we it's, it's bad. It's really bad, dude. I feel like I don't know what's gonna happen in like ten years. Like I really don't. Everyone says that we're living in 1984, which we kind of are. Yeah. With how quickly the shit changes and it literally is by the day and that's the, the biggest thing with 1984 is every day you wake up and the country's fighting a new country but you're just taught to assume that they've always been fighting that same country right you know cons- consistently flip-flops but we're living in brave new world it's all about feeling good yep and we keep doing all these things it's all about feel good feel yep. good it feels it's all about good. your your expressive individualism here and now and i'm an in, i'm a fierce individualist sure. because i believe that strong individuals have to make up a strong society right and then to weaken the individual will weaken the overall society which is why i'm fiercely anti-communist but i'm not an expressive individualist it's not about being expressive it's about owning yourself sure seriously that's where it starts sure it's about controlling and owning yourself as a person and not letting anything else do that to you and that's where we've that's where we've lost our way yep and that the expressive individualism has a placed owning yourself yep that is where the the problem lies being a true individualist is controlling as much of the means of your life as you possibly can yep. like i should be going out tomorrow and start my own farm right seriously that that's what right. that's where it needs to move to <laughs> but instead we've replaced that with oh well, i feel like i'm a jai chai whatever the fuck panorama person <laughs> i mean you see these these videos i know it's 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 crazy and we've we've lost just the basic sense of anything and I don't care if you if you completely if you if you can control your your means if you're an independent person if you're fiscally responsible you can do whatever the fuck you want I don't care right but I'm not gonna subsidize I don't subsidize anything for anybody as it is exactly I don't care if I believe wholeheartedly in the cause I'm not subsidizing it right now <laughs> exactly. because I'm focused on owning and controlling myself exactly maybe when I get to that point sure but I'm not gonna subsidize things that I 100% don't care about you know what I mean exactly so I we, agree we kind of lost our way with that yeah we're going down a uh, a bad, bad road here. Definitely. Hopefully, hopefully things can get better, but it ain't, I'm not very optimistic as of right now. No. Um, but like, like we said, we don't think these are actual aliens that we're shooting down. Right. We are not that talented as a species. <laughs> we just aren't. But that doesn't, that this does not preclude the fact that the aliens are still here as far as I'm concerned. Right. Definitely. So. And I just, I think it, I think it really goes to show that something weird is going on. Oh, 100%. 100%. Something weird is going on. And I don't feel like a crazy whacked out conspiracy theorists for thinking that i'm no. just i'm just looking at the facts at this point exactly and thinking for myself and you cannot let that label float around and define you because it's not true especially and it becomes less and less true every and, week like it, it seems like every week some crazy shit's going on exactly and it just proves the shit more and two years ago a lot of the conspiracy theories that were crazy conspiracy theories all of a sudden are true yep you know the vaccine skepticism all of a sudden is much more accepted yep. than it was two years ago two years ago you were crazy but you still can't talk about it. But you still can't talk. But still. Right. Aliens. Two years ago, crazy. Now, maybe not. I mean, you, I mean, they were, what was that, two years ago? They were all about the raid Area 51. Yeah. Like, yeah. a bunch of, like, what, 20, 30,000 people were about to go? Yeah. Did anyone actually show up to that? I don't know. I'm sure a couple of nut jobs A few did. people probably did. Right. It wasn't the two million people that everybody thought was going to show up. Right. Anyways, we should probably uh, get this one wrapped Definitely. up here. Yep. Yeah. We're running out of time. We'll see how much of this actually makes it into the episode. <laughs> I thought, I think, I... I 
I actually think this is a really this good episode. A very fun discussion. Very this fun was. discussion. This was fun. Yeah. Very good platform. We do have a good platform for the show. We I mean, do. We, we're not controlled by sponsors. We're not controlled by anybody outside of ourselves, basically, when exactly. it comes to creating this content. So, and we never will be. So we can we can put pretty much anything out there that we feel is important. So Sure. I feel like we did a good job of that today. Please tweet us out there and please let us know what you guys thought about this episode, this discussion. Comment on our Facebook page. Definitely. And um, I guess still to come, I mean, we haven't seemed to run out of topics to talk about. Yeah, we're, we're just going to keep them coming, but if there's anything you guys want us to talk about, do a little research on, let us know. Definitely. And we do have our topic already picked out for next week, the big 100 yes. episode. Yes, definitely. So me and Ben both got some reading to do. We got some podcasts to listen to. We got some YouTube videos to watch, etc., etc. Yeah, we got a lot to do. But we're very excited for this one because we're going to be talking about a topic, uh, probably an individual. Well, I guess we could, we could allude to it a little bit. Sure. An individual that has been influential in our career and we've mentioned before but we haven't done a full-on discussion about yet so yep we've mentioned him and his works and his theories multiple times on the show definitely and i think he is one of the few people out there that's doing it how it needs to be done i agree so we'll be getting into that next week it's gonna be a very fun discussion but we hope you give this episode a listen we hope you go back and listen to our previous episodes we did have a few hits on the previous episodes this week yeah we did i, I got excited and ended up being uh tim fell asleep <laughs> listening to the episode but you know we'll take what we can get hey we'll take it so uh our last episode the game discussion i thought that was a pretty fun one that was fun yeah i didn't think it was good at the time (laughs) i was so zoned out during that episode yeah but it ended up coming together pretty well so uh on that note we got a lot of content for you but i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and thank you very much for listening peace anyways all right we ready pressure cut that See how this episode goes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Four Thirty in the Morning. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? I like voice cracked halfway through that. that was Cut. Like he has literally gone from a semi-respected academic to the whiny. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't very full so Are you we're okay good over there yeah i'm good i'm just gonna keep recording yeah we're good it, it slipped out of my hand <laughs> so that's an interesting interesting idea did you hear that not that this might have been that all right sorry cut i thought the fucking ghost came back i'll tell you guys haven't had any activity recently not recently, but that one day that we did Hudson's room creeped me the fuck out. Yeah, that. He's like, where's the ghost? So maybe getting rid of the tent. Maybe the ghost lived in the tent. Sure. And we got rid of the tent, so maybe the, the ghost is gone now. Poltergeist tend to be attached to objects, so. But the tent is wound up in the garage right now, so maybe the garage could be haunted. You've probably set up some cameras to see what's going on back there. I'm thinking about it. Anyways, I got one more. This one's going to lead. I can't remember. I can't remember either. All I know is that Wade Phillips is the head coach. <laughs> 75 years old. He's been coaching either in the NFL or in college for the last 50 years. Man, he's Up just until... won't let it go. Good for him. Yeah. And it's good to see Greg Williams out there. Defensive coordinator. He's not even the head coach. He's a defensive coordinator. <laughs> Bruce Crack. Bruce Crack. How's he didn't do too good, huh? Uh, well, they ended up winning, so... Hmm. They had 61 yards going into the fourth quarter. 
They ended up winning the game. <laughs> it was so unbelievable. He, you said he's the offensive coordinator? Offensive coordinator for the St. Louis Battlehawks. So how did he do calling the plays? Were they just not executed? <laughs> he didn't do bad. A.J. McCarron is terrible. Like He's the quarterback? A.J. McCarron's the quarterback for the Battlehawks. Wh- which he, which city is that? St. Louis. St. Louis. Now, this was a team that had a big following in the, in the previous yeah, rendition. I remember. But it got shut down because of the coronavirus. So it didn't really last that long. Right. A.J. McCarron, despite his best efforts, they ended up winning that game. He was terrible. <sighs> he was airmailing everybody. It's like a five-yard, five-and-out. He was firing into the stands. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Jesus. You know, he didn't look that bad when he played a little bit in the NFL. Like he like he, he didn't he wasn't great, but he did what a backup should do. He had his moments for sure. Yeah. But that's he, funny. He did not look to be up to speed today. Now they ended up winning anyways. They kinda lucked out, honestly. They put together a good drive. I don't know, I think they converted and then they converted on the fourth and fifteen, which is the replacement <laughs> for the onside kick. Jesus. It, the, instead of doing the onside kick, you can try to do a fourth and fifteen play from the kickoff line. That's kind of sweet. But if you convert it, it's just game action. It's live. So they had no timeout. So they convert the play. It's not a kickoff. So it's live. So they converted that within like less than two minutes to go. Yeah. They ended up scoring again the win. Wow. That's crazy. So it was ridiculous. But <laughs> then in the second game, they played in Washington, D.C., the D.C. Defenders versus the Saint or the Seattle Sea Dragons. Now, the Sea Dragons had Josh Gordon. He scored a touchdown pretty quickly. But he sure. was kind of a non-factor. It was Ben DiNucci who was the quarterback for most of it. Yeah, from the he, Cowboys. He was playing. They were they were running. They were running with rhythm. He played good against the against Pittsburgh a couple of years ago. And then what ended up happening is they gave up a pick six pretty quickly, which you can't do that. Nope. And then the same guy had a second interception later on in the game. That kind of sealed <laughs> it up. But at one point, the D.C. fans were throwing lemons on the field. Jesus. 